What's up, sisters and friends? Welcome back to another episode. Happy Monday, everybody. I hope you're getting your week started off great. This is a good sign. You're starting out all here. I hope today you're gonna get so much good advice. And um, y'all, I really just don't know where this conversation is gonna go because we have invited two of our best friends on the podcast, including my husband's on the podcast today, and we're interviewing slash just having a conversation. I don't even want to say interviewing. We're really just having a conversation with two of our closest couple of friends, Parker and Freddie. Y'all already know Freddie. She was on the podcast. Um, she's our first LO counselor. We talked about all that. Now she's back here with her husband, Parker, and um, we get to do life with them. So we're so excited. We're gonna talk all things, relationships, marriage, friendship, all the things, and we're so excited. But we have to start out by being honest with the people. Yeah. Okay, so anytime you happen to plan, like, let's do a marriage podcast today. Let's do something like, you know, out there. Does it not always happen that you have arguments the morning of? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, and we both did this we morning. We both did. Ours was like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, ours, was, <laughs> ours is still fresh. It's still zing. We've no, had a couple hours to. Yeah, we had, we had the ability to get a, yeah, it was like a seven o'clock argument. Well, Dang, oh, we were, we were snoozing. <laughs> <laughs> I was in REM sleep at 7 a.m. And you know you were because you got your whoop band and your ring. And you probably got something else going on too, don't you? No, just these two things. <laughs> just these two things. Well, you sleep slightly offended me 20 minutes ago. Yeah, but let's just, let's just, okay, this is actually a good moment, because you know how sometimes you're like arguing in marriage, and then you'll be like, if I could only just like rewind this, and we could actually play it, and you could see it, you would know that I didn't say that offensively. Like if there's a hidden camera. Yes, and y'all were kind of acting as our hidden camera, because y'all were both there, and we're going to rewind it, and I'm going to let you repeat to everybody what I said that just so offended you. Well, usually I would say I do want a hidden camera, but for this moment I wouldn't, because it's not that big of a deal. So basically... (laughs) I'm about to go on a hunting trip in Nebraska. When this goes out, it'll be Monday, so I'll be in the thick of it at this point. Um, and it's supposed to be like negative one degrees. And like everyone that I've told I'm going has always followed up with, oh, well, do you have enough clothes for that? I Am didn't I- know this. Hold on. I, I wasn't in any of these conversations. Hold on. So. They don't know that. And That's my, what I'm telling And you. my response is always like, <laughs> yes, I have plenty of clothes. My ski jacket that I wear on the ski trips is camo. Perfect. So I'm going to wear that, obviously. I have plenty of, yeah, it's really cool camera. So I have plenty of, plenty of like Under Armour cold gear, like leggings and like, you know, tops. I have really uh, warm sweatpants that I'm going to wear. I have wool socks. (laughs) This time you're saying it's really warm sweatpants. (laughs) Well, I was going to wear some like flimsy, like Lululemon kind of sweatpants. Like, that's, yeah. Am I going to wear Lulu? Yes. But it's not, it's not, it's not like the latex, like okay. the stretchy okay. ones. It's like the wool, warmer okay. ones. They still don't know what, what I said to offend you, though. So Sadie said, so after I've heard this all week, and we're talking about it's going to be like negative one on Friday. So this is Monday, so this Which is three days ago. our first time to talk about this. Yes. I haven't been in and any Sadie's of eating her little acai bowl, and she's like mouthful, like, do you have enough clothes for that? No. I yes. said, do you have clothes for that? Yeah, and that with like the eyebrow scrunch, it was like, like do you have clothes for as that? As a concerned as wife, if, like as if I has as, as if I haven't like prepped and like thought about it. But like in my mind, I'm like, I'm being a good wife. Like, hey, like, do you have enough clothes for that? Like, because if you don't, I'll go make sure you get the clothes for that. And he's like, whoa. Well, here's the thing. I just been. Do I, I have clothes? Who I've, do you think I am? I've been doubted all week, and just to see my best friend and my lover <laughs> look at me, <laughs> look at me in question, 
if I ha- if I'm prepared, I was kind of like a little caught off guard. I was expecting yeah, you to be then, like, and then of I course said, my baby's prepared. Do you prepared. have enough clothes for that? And then he goes, I said, do you even have clothes for that? Like, because I know your closet. Yeah. You are a Lulu guy. Like, yeah. we could start a store. And there's but not like a lot, a lot of like winter gear. And and then you follow that by me asking it by you saying, yeah, I have a ski jacket. And then I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, that's great. But like, do a you very, have socks? A very do you have pants? Do you have? Ski and jacket. then you said, and I have sweatpants. And I'm like, babe, I think you're <laughs> underestimating what negative one degrees feels like. You need like I'm gonna be so bundled socks, up. Socks, like all of it. I am. I'm gonna be very prepared. I just We'll make sure to get footage of yes, it, you know. Yes, we'll thank make you. sure to document it. The proper the proper thing would have been like I'm sure you're prepared, but baby, are you? You know. <laughs> so it's how you work. Yeah, it's it's always, like, always here's about. the thing in marriage, and this always happens. Like when you have an argument and you think someone says something the wrong way, it's so mm-hmm. easy to be like, what you should have said was, yeah. except for like, who thinks to always say like, babe, I'm sure you're so prepared. You've probably already packed for this whole trip. But I'm just making sure you might be cold. If like you, I'm eating if a, you and I wasn't that, eating a sideball, I was eating a burrito. Do you think I would have been defensive? <laughs> Way harder to talk when you have a burrito in your mouth to get all those words. Do you in. think I would have been defensive if you were to live like that? I don't know. Because I you, have. you you were on the defense. I would no, I was Sometimes not. Sometimes when you get on the defense, I was you're not. on the defense. I'm always on offense. I'm a scoring that guy. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true. Wait, <laughs> 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 in all honesty. It was just a little like, hey, you know. I actually saw a marriage video one time, um, and it was uh, the Bevere family's kids did it. And it was about being on defense in marriage and how basically the whole the whole skit was funny. They had a fence literally like attached to them in front of them, and they were being like really defensive. And it was basically showing like when you're on the defense in marriage and like your communications like that, there's always something in between you. It was actually a really good like yeah. visual for it. And I, there was a question out here that talks about what does healthy communication look like in marriage? And I think we could probably both look at our arguments this morning and pick out some advice to people on what it looks like to communicate more in a more healthy way. Like you said, I could have started by assuming the best out of you and saying, however, I will say I, I wasn't even assuming the worst out of you. I really was just wondering if you felt like you had enough. But if I would have known the backstory that people had already questioned you and you felt doubted, I definitely could have used more of language like, hey, I assume the best of you. I know that you probably have prepared for this, but I want to make sure you're not cold. That would have been a much more sensitive way to say it. I do think one good marriage advice for communication is do not start on the defense because it's it's like for you, you brought into our conversation a week of being on defense from other people's conversations. And I didn't even know this was even a thing. So I'm caught off guard that you're even on defense about me making sure you're going to be warm. Here's the thing. That's that's good advice. That's great advice. But I was saying in the grand scheme, it wasn't like, like, it wasn't like those comments that like rattled me or like shake me or make, I wasn't like, (laughs) it wasn't like, I was like really struggling with like, man, people really don't think I have enough warm clothes for this trip. Like, that, if that wasn't that serious. However, judging based on your reaction this morning, you would have thought that you might have been a little rattled. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
okay. Okay. Well, speaking of defensive, we were talking earlier, and Parker was on. Parker was being defensive. <laughs> Don't throw your friend under the bus. Hey, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> the you know, it's okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, do y'all have any advice from y'all's uh, communication flops sometimes on things that y'all feel like you've noticed in your marriage? You're like, okay. I could have said this better, or whenever I say things like this, it does not go well. A lot. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's different for the person. Like, for me, it's like I need to assume that Parker's going to respond with my best interest at heart rather than, like, assume the worst in me, kind of like what you're just talking about, like, this morning in our (laughs) conflict conversation. I didn't say it because I was like, well, you're about to go on a trip. I don't want to stress you out. Like, work's a lot. Like, we can't resolve this. And he's like, you know, I would rather talk about it in like five minutes rather than like wait 10 days to talk about it. And it's like, I have to remember that sometimes it's not just about me when I need to resolve something. Like, it's about our marriage and like what's also going to be best for Parker rather than assuming I know what's best for us. That's good. Because it is so easy to assume that you know it's best instead of just like bringing it up. And it is true too that sometimes we do wait so long and I found that like the longer you wait, the more like it multiplies like the problem instead of just like taking time to be like, okay, this is not gonna be fun, but like it needs to be done. Yeah. It's true. Just nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. It's hard though. Okay, a lot of people are probably wondering how we met too, because um, we talked a little bit about this, but you two are like the OGs. Yeah, yeah. Y'all brought this friendship together. Without did, y'all, yeah. y'all wouldn't even live hey, in Louisiana. That's that very is true. so true. true. I'll let I'll let Parker tell the story. Well, the first time I remember meeting you is we were still in high school and uh, I lived in Auburn at the time. Christian was coming from Florida, but we met at a rush event for a fraternity that we were both considering rushing at the time. Yeah. I knew your older cousin. Yeah. Uh, and we, we met mutually, but I remember like, man, this is a cool surfer dude from Florida. <laughs> like, One of these maybe, surfers. Yeah, maybe is. we can get along, but that's about the only thing we had in common was. You did put that off that vial because when I first saw Christian I thought he looked like a hot lifeguard <laughs> that's what I said I was like he needs to have like wait, how does, white sunscreen on his nose like. wait how does me being a surfer to correspond to me being a lifeguard like because they're both beachy same place yeah, yeah. well I'm just yeah defense that's defense. what I mean <laughs> defense here's the thing hey lifeguard this surf, is being recorded that's 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> it's your hidden camera but now because I remember meeting Parker at, at, at the Rush event, but then we had also had like a lake. Um, I think it was that same weekend, right? Yeah, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I remember meeting you and I was like, Parker seems like an awesome dude. Um, at the time, I'd not been the best friendships. Uh, so I needed to try to pursue good friendships. Um, it took us a few months to become good friends because I, I still wanted to be pretty crazy. And Parker did it. How did y'all circle back? How did y'all become friends? Honestly, like deep, like, deep friendship. I mean, it's through church. Through church, yeah. I don't, I don't really know what the the same bigger friend group. Yeah, thing like that. I remember you invited me and uh, one of our other friends down to your house right after school. Got out our freshman year. Yeah, and I hung out that weekend. I remember yep. definitely getting closer that weekend. Yeah. Reading our Bibles together in the mornings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. <laughs> Why are you blushing? Well, no, because it's just, it, no, it's just funny just to look back at that time and just reminisce about that. Yeah. Because things like that feel like yesterday, but also they feel like forever ago. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was, you know, six, seven years, six years ago. Right. Which is crazy to think about. That's why.
They had such a deep friendship, and I have to say, because I've probably said this on a podcast before, and it's funny now that we have Parker on the podcast, because I always say that me and you probably wouldn't have started dating without Parker. That's true. Parker gave me a lot of guidance. Take us back to that. Like, whenever you were about to start pursuing me, like, what are the conversations you have with Parker? Because I do think that this is a good, like, this is actually a good example to people, because a lot of times, like, people pursue someone, and, like, it's like, a private thing or it's actually not much of a pursuit it's just they start yeah. a relationship and then they like don't include any of their friends or friends are involved yeah. in a relationship it gets isolating and it gets weird and it gets bad but like you had your friends as a part of our relationship before we were even in a relationship mm-hmm. and so what did that look like well i think for me and obviously you know it i'm like a super indecisive person <laughs> yes <laughs> like i like having people around me to speak into things that i might overthink yeah or like doubt so for Parker, a lot of it was just like uh, through prayer of like, you know, I hope this work. Please pray that this actually works out. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it was that kind of prayer. Um, but even just like conversation, like, I don't really even remember like the the majority of our conversation. You might remember some of them, most of them, maybe. I don't know. Um, I remember y'all had like a long talk walking on the beach. I remember, yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah. talk. I heard about that too. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, but it was just like us talking through like, hey, what would this look like? You know, would I be capable of leading this? Like, how would this kind of like work out? And just kind of like needed some encouragement to like, hey, if I'm going to pursue this, like, you know, it's it could change a lot of things in my life. So just talking through yeah. those things and like, seeking wisdom and like having just encouragement from like a friend that I really love and respect. That is huge. Like what yeah. you just said is so foreign to so many people listening, like that you would even stop and consider before pursuing. Cause it would be easy to just pursue because you're like, I like this girl. We, you know, we have a lot of chemistry. We talk on the phone a long time. Like it's so fun. And I think whenever you get like your fun and like feelings involved, like things go super fast, mm-hmm. but you were like slowly like, okay, is this actually wise? Is it actually smart? Can I actually do this? Like, what will this look like for me? And like talking out with one of your best friends. And then you really did do everything so intentionally. Like it, the start of us sure. dating was so intentional which actually built our foundation for dating to be so intentional and so great. And then mm-hmm. that built our foundation for engagement to be so great and then marriage to be so great. And so like, I, I think that was just the start of a good relationship. And, and I know y'all did those things too. Y'all's friend group was just so mature and like the guys that y'all surrounded yourself with and how y'all helped each one of each other start the relationships that they were in. And yeah. I thought that was really cool. but. I laugh because on the phone with me when Christian was like asking me on my first date, he just kept saying like, and then Parker said this. And then when I was asking Parker and then Parker was like, I think you should tell her this. Or I think you should I ask her this way. That. And That's I was right. like, the whole time I'm like, who is Parker? <laughs> like, and I'm like, you it don't like, you have to tell me that Parker told Parker's you to like say Parker's like a little it. voice in my head. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like a little puppet. Parker said that maybe I should ask you on a date. That uh-huh. like, it was just so funny. Oh, it was awesome. And so then it became Parker's turn that Parker started dating someone. Right. And many of you have also heard this story because when I found out Parker was dating someone, I was so excited for Parker. I wanted to get to know who he was dating. And that's the whole story of me going on 
Freddie's Instagram and seeing the picture of Christian with that another is, We're not rehashing it. We're not rehashing it. But I think it's oh, funny because so many people have heard so many of these stories because yeah. they are two of our best friends. And uh-huh. now, like, the dots are connecting for everybody. Like, oh, it's them. It was her. It was all the things. Yeah. So, yeah. Parker, talk about whenever you started pursuing Freddie and what y'all's relationship looked like. So, I started from the beginning a little bit. We <laughs> met going into our freshman year. There's this thing called the Oaks Retreat at Auburn where it brings in a bunch of incoming freshmen and you get to meet other Christians and meet different ministry people and things like that. So we met there and I was like, oh, Freddie. Like, never met a Freddie before. And she had a really cool Jeep. It was lifted, like mud tires. Freddie. Yeah, I was and I was like, man, I could, I could uh, talk to her a little Parker bit. Parker also at that point had a lifted truck. So it was kind of like <laughs> people, were, people associated us. <laughs> yeah. Because of that. I didn't know y'all met at the Oaks Retreat. We did. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. But when we met there, I quickly re- found out that she had a boyfriend. So I was like, all right, you know whatever like i just kind of kind of left my mind but then i kept seeing her at church we kind of started going to the same church and same friend group and things like that i knew she was in a relationship so i just kind of wasn't on my mind at first but i, I quickly found out that freddie had some some interest in me <laughs> because she was pretty vocal about it uh-huh. um, were you still dating the guy no no i didn't think about that no we weren't dating it was one of those off and on really unhealthy but i was completely at the point of like Nope, we're done. When yeah. I started vocalizing the feelings, right? Because <laughs> when you saw Parker, you like you liked Parker. Yeah, when I first saw Parker at the Oaks Retreat, vividly remember being like, "Oh, I would break up with my boyfriend." <laughs> you <laughs> always that, knew, course, like you <laughs> always. Yeah, knew. she did, which is awesome. I did know. And for me, I had people like Christian around me. You know, I like I was always pretty interested in Freddie, but. I had people like, hey, she's just got to have a relationship. It's probably not the best yeah. time to pursue something. Where so. were we? We were in your track somewhere, and, and you told me that. I'm trying to think where we were. <laughs> you were like, I like somebody. I was like, who? And you were like, Freddie. And I was like, that's awesome. But I don't remember where we were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably I think good we were outside of, I think we were outside of my house at Half Moon. I think that's where we were. I think, I think you were dropping me off from somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's, so. that's kind of beside the story, but I remember that I was with you when, when you first told me that. Yeah. I remember you told me that he liked Freddie. Like I remember, like I from the start, like it was like, oh, you you were so excited for Parker because I think everyone knew that you kind of liked Parker. So it was like when he liked you, it was gonna be like, yeah, yeah. it was only go. a matter of time. It was. it was well, and Parker was always interested in you. Yeah, it's just bad timing. That's right. It wasn't it the right was time. Bad yet. Timing. Mm-hmm. It was. We we needed that time. We did to not be together. Mainly probably just me. Yeah, yeah, we all needed to grow. Well, that's important because someone actually did ask about this. Like for you, I think you're a great person to stop and have this conversation with because sometimes like people just go from relationship to relationship to relationship. And I did that. And it is really important that like before you, you know, come into the relationship with the person that you're going to marry that like you aren't bringing in everything from all the other relationships you've been in. Not that some of that won't come in and not that some of that won't have to be talked about. And, you know, I literally um, got out of a relationship the day before I met Christian. So I'm saying this from not doing it perfectly, but I also am saying that I do think it is important, like you said, to give yourself the time and the space before jumping into like another relationship. Because what I saw with myself is I just repeated the same things and the same cycles mm-hmm. over and over again. And the reason I didn't do it with you is because you led better. Mm-hmm. And I like also had the Lord kind of like, <laughs> I guess, prep my heart the day before. 
and just say like slow down mm -hmm. and so we took it really slowly so i say it to say like there needed to be a little reboot mm -hmm. in the way i was doing relationships and i feel like that was that time for you of yeah. like let me get me healthy yeah, yeah i really needed to get my priorities straight like it's we can look back and laugh about it now but it was it was not funny at the time like how much i liked parker but i think that was because i wanted a relationship and i knew parker was a great guy and i wanted that healthy relationship of security and like a godly man so much so that I was just like I gotta have it yeah. um but it was like God knew I needed time and he knew that that's what I wanted and so he was able to give me both because my heart was just like surrendered to what he wanted for me yeah which was Parker I think it's a great example like especially in college all the pressure there is to be in a relationship mm -hmm. you know everybody it's just trying to find the right person instead of being the right person, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And and so I think you were it's such good. a good encouragement to that. It's like, hey, if we just would focus a lot more on being the person God's called us to be yeah. instead of looking for that person mm -hmm. first, yeah, um, it usually works out That's good. a lot better. Yeah, I would say to people listening as a practical piece of advice before you ever meet the person is listen to like dating, uh, you know, marriage, engagement, all those kind of podcasts. Listen, read the books about relationships because I listened to Mike Todd's uh, relationship series mm -hmm. and then Ben Stewart, Single Day Engaged Married. We read that book together. Uh, we read all kinds of books. Um, but even before I met you, I mean, I listened to Mike Todd's and I remember like the first one was like before the person and it just really got my heart right. And like, okay, before the person, like who am I as a person, That's you right. know, um, what am I going to bring into a relationship? And so I think it's already good to start like prepping your heart to start preparing for your relationship way before you ever even get into the relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that also shows God that like, God, like I'm, like I'm surrendered to your plan for my life, but I'm also preparing for what you have for me. Right. And um, I think that's a great thing. One thing I wanna talk about is we've talked about community in a sense and community is so helpful in dating and in singleness and all that, but community is also so important in marriage. And a lot of people, once they get married, they kind of start to isolate themselves. And that is such a, I think a dangerous place to be. I think it's a really hard place to be because I think you like need couple friends. And um, I remember um, at y'all's wedding particularly, and our wedding was like this too, but I just, I'm thinking about y'all's. During the rehearsal dinner, the amount of friends that stood up and just just spoke so much life over y'all and blessed y'all and were so happy for y'all was such a beautiful thing. And those same friends are still walking through your life with y'all. Mm -hmm. And for us too, like all the people that spoke life into us and encouraged us and all, are still walking through life with us. And I just mm -hmm. think that's so important to hang on to that. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like for y'all to be in community with other people in marriage? Yeah, I mean, I think at least for us, we try to like obviously prioritize each other having individual friendships too, you know, because mm -hmm. it's just important for Christian and I to have a good relationship and with other guys to be honest and things like mm -hmm. that. People hold us accountable because then I'm going to be a better husband and I'm going to be able to be there for Freddie better mm -hmm. in community and things like that. I'm healthy as a yeah. husband, but yeah. I mean, it just it definitely you have to prioritize. You have to in, be intentional with it. Because when you start to isolate yourselves, then you start to think you're the only ones going through what you're going yep. through, you know, which I think we did in our first year of marriage. We were in a community group, but it wasn't, you know, we weren't being intentional. We weren't really speaking up about what mm. we were going through. But mm -hmm. if you're in a community, they'll start to realize like, hey, something's not right. Yeah. Like, y'all yeah. need yeah. to come to us. And so you have to have people that are there for you mm -hmm. that will call you out and hold you accountable when you're not willing to be honest about what's going on. Because yeah. we all have that. It's when you're so struggling, important. you know, you're like, you don't want to be honest about that. That's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's Especially so the people important. you care about and look up to that are your friends. So yeah. you have and to have people there that can help you do that when 
you don't want to be. Yeah. And I think it's, like, hard because, like, I feel like whenever you're dating, sometimes you don't want to say something bad about who you're dating because yeah. you don't want your friends mm-hmm. to not like them, you yeah. know? And you, like, love them. So when you say something, you're not trying to, like, because your friends can turn on dime. They're your friends. So they can be like, they're the worst. You're like, no, they're not the worst. Yeah. It's just that moment, you know? And so, like, you try to, like, protect that. And then when you're married, though, it's, like, important that, yeah, you don't throw your spouse mm-hmm. under the bus and you're not going and talking bad about your spouse, but but that you are bringing friends in to mm-hmm. say, because at this point in your in your life, I feel like you should have friends that trust like and love both of you enough to where if you say one thing, it's not like, oh, they're a bad person or they're gonna talk negative. It's like, okay, how do we fix this? Like everyone's seeking like the better for your relationship. Mm-hmm. Like when you're dating, people sure. are like, well, you can break up. Mm-hmm. When you're married, people are like, okay, well y'all are married. Like, how are we gonna like fix this mm-hmm. problem? How are we gonna bring y'all together? Like, and it's so helpful to have friends or a friend to say, Oh my gosh, we just walked through this. Yeah. Like, right. you know, even yeah. this morning, we we're like, you're like, we already had an argument. Like, yeah. it's like okay, yeah. that's it. We're not we're the good. only ones. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say because you, you just said it a second ago. Like, you can be in community, but not actually be like true. open and like transparent. You can just be there and not actually get anything out of it. Yeah. And, and really, just like what you just said, like, we were at the counter and me and Sadie was like doubting my judgment or something. And then y'all could have just been like internalizing, like, oh, well, we had to fight this morning, but we're not going to say that. But like because of our relationship, you're going to say that because it's relatable, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think even just being in a spot in community and like doing life with people where like, yes, you trust them and you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Like if y'all's first thought of there was like, well, this is awkward, (laughs) but but then yeah, y'all went through something the same morning, but like you wouldn't do that because we're all good friends. We all do life together and we actually, you know. The like best. that helps us as much as like y'all yeah. y'all seeing that helps y'all like oh yeah. we're not the ones that go through that so the best is when you get to the point in your friendships where you can have an argument like in front of other people and like you're not embarrassed because right. right. like I know y'all aren't like oh my gosh like what is wrong with them <laughs> you know crazy. <laughs> they're crazy they're like oh nope, man we get it like, you know? it's just life but yeah, I think that is only built from inviting each other into our lives like. Definitely. Um, we talked about this on the podcast before, but we have a Wednesday night group that comes over to our house and y'all are part of that. And that Wednesday night group is so real. Like we have so much fun. And most of the time we watch sermons, but sometimes we just end up talking all night, which is also good. It's fellowship. But y'all are all playing baseball and the girls are all talking. And when I say baseball, they're hitting, honey is the ball pit balls in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Mainly me and Jacob, Bella's husband. And we ch- basically just try to like strike each other out with Honey's little like yeah. plastic balls, and she has like a little bat. So we're doing that, but then we also have so these moments. I typically win. Where we're all- <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. We also have these moments at the end of the night where I'll be like, okay, prayer request, and it's not just like shallow. It's like yeah. okay, no, this is actually what we're walking yeah. through, and I think like. Those moments are so bonding. Pray for my test. That was all it was. <laughs> I know, yeah. Pray for my exam oh, tomorrow. Like, Y'all are me, so studious. Me and Parker led a Bible study. No, we led a Bible study. Uh, I think it was our junior year when every prayer request was like, oh, my teacher, my homework, pray right. for my test tomorrow. We're like, look, people, like there's, a, there's, there's more important on. things than your chemistry exam. Like, I promise you. Sorry, continue with No, that's real though. I remember in um in uh, high school we did like prayer requests in the morning and our teacher Larry had to say like I'm so sorry, but like no more dog requests. Like it would always be like my dog area would be like my cousin's grandma and it would be like okay unless they're like directly like yeah. in your life and you see them like on a daily basis like don't bring it up right, right. but it's like i think our prayer requests 
that really actually is a bonding moment because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, this is time to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. what do we need to pray about? What are we struggling with? And um, that has been huge. And even the sermons that we watch are really challenging sermons. Mm-hmm. Like, we're th- we actually started this Wednesday group to go deeper in our faith and to grow in like our knowledge of the word. And so whenever we listen to these sermons, then we're all like, hey, what'd you get out of it? And even hearing everybody's perspective, what they got out of it, makes you get to know that person more. So I don't know, I feel like that's a great way too, is like not just saying you want community, but actually building community. And I think for a long time, I would say like, oh, I wish we had marriage friends, like married friends, I wish we had community. And um, I was like so bummed because no one was inviting us to like their group or no one was inviting us to like their thing. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, wait, why don't we start a group? <laughs> we just start like, a group. are we the answer to this problem? <laughs> and like, it's been yeah. so fruitful. And so sometimes you have to like look at the things that you're complaining about and say like, actually, can mm. I fix that problem? Right. And okay. that this was one of those for us that we certainly could. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about love is blind <laughs> because Ooh, I love me it. and Freddie. Okay, and Christian. Parker is not in it. Parker is the only one. I'm on the tail end of it. I can talk about it from the outside. I'm on the tail end. You got the outside. All right, let me me just preface this by saying, for those of you who watch Love is Blind, um, we're going to talk about Love is Blind for a little bit, so I'm sure you're so excited. For those of you who don't, I am not suggesting you go watch it. This is not me advocating Mm -hmm. the show. That's why I haven't watched it. (laughs) Because I don't, it is not like, a godly show it has a lot of cussing in it which is actually something that i normally would never watch but it was so intriguing to me and to me i actually like think i learn a lot from shows like this Mm -hmm. in relationship again this is not me saying you need to go watch it because you're gonna learn so much but freddie and i have been watching it and there was something in this episode that i was like oh my gosh this is something that we need to talk about on this podcast yeah. because i think this is actually a really big problem in marriage and in relationships in general um so basically the show is they go into these pods and they don't get to see each other and it's all different types of people dating each other in the pods and then eventually within 10 days is it something crazy it's like 10 days you have to propose so one of the people in the pods that you've been talking to without, and seeing, each without yeah. seeing each other yeah. so totally the whole concept is like love is is love really blind? Can you really fall in love with someone without ever seeing them? Like, is it truly blind? So they propose to one another and it's like this super sweet thing of like, they're so in love and like genuinely like they're in love. And I can actually see how, cause I mean, if we talked on the phone for 10 days, like thinking back to when we were mar- like, you know, dating, yeah. I mean, if you talk on the phone for 10 days, like straight, and you're talking all day, every day, you're getting to know each other. By the time we saw each other, we would be like, I love you. Like your feelings are so high. Like they're really infatuated by each other. And so as soon as they see each other, it is like they just fall even more in love. They can't even believe that the one that they chose is so attractive. And all of them do it. All five couples are just like, I won the lottery. Like you're the best person, uh, personality, and you're so beautiful. They're kissing each other. It is like so sweet. And then what happens is the next couple days is fine, but then they get to this ranch and all of them meet each other. So basically um, a lot of the ones that dated the other ones are now meeting the other ones for the first time, the one that they broke up with, that makes sense. And immediately the second they see what the other one looks like, it's like all of a sudden they're no longer content with the person that they're with. 
And I was watching that and I was like, man, that is such a dangerous thing in relationships is to not compare your spouse Mm -hmm. to anyone else's spouse. Because the minute you get discontent with who you're with because you compare them to another person, it will mess up your entire relationship. And um, man, you and, and the crazy thing is, is this person truly loved this person beside them. They loved them for their personality. They had so much in common. And there was a reason they broke up with the other person yeah. because they did not have a lot in common because they didn't click because one of them made them mad. Mm-hmm. But because of the one thing they were comparing them with and physical attraction, mm-hmm. they no longer were even attracted at all to the person they were just completely satisfied with because of their comparison. And I do think that is so dangerous. And I, I, I think there have been times in even our relationship where you felt like, remember um, whenever we had honey and I was saying like, oh, um, their husband's so helpful or whatever. And it's like, I, I was comparing you in a sense to how helpful they were when I would never want to be married to that person. Like, I love you. I'm so attracted to you. And more than that, I love everything that you are and how you serve our family. But because I compared you to that person and this one thing, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden I started getting mad at you for the little things that you weren't doing up against what this person was doing. And I just have seen that in our marriage be such a, um, that can be such a destructive thing. And it wasn't comparing you in physical appearance, it was comparing you and how they were you know, helpful. Like um, one of them was like my brother, John Luke, he was like changing all the diapers. And I'm just like, and you did too, but it would just be like the littlest thing. And I'd be like, John Luke would have done it. You know, like I can't do that, you know? Yeah. Cause that just is making me like mm-hmm. com- comparing you making me discontent and then it's causing so many problems. So I think that you can't do that in um, any relationship that you're in, but Mm -hmm. especially marriage. And I think when we talk about comparison so many times, like we're talking about comparison as like a female, like, oh, we compare ourselves to others. Mm -hmm. And that does make us discontent in who we are, but we don't think about comparison affecting like an entire relationship and something as big as a marriage, but it is so true. And as we've been watching that show, I feel like I've been learning a lot, especially in that department. And I feel like in the show, something that I took away, which is funny that you can take away something from a show like that, but it's like they would use the excuse of like, because it was the physical attraction like you're talking about, but they would say, well, there's attractive people in the world. What do you want me to do? And it's just this way to allow yourself to sin. Like it was just an excuse to say, well, my eyes are going to wander, so I'm going to let them wander rather than being like, no, like my relationship is that important. I'm going to prevent myself from letting my eyes wander. And it's like, things don't change when you're even in a serious relationship with the person you do love. Like you still have to protect yourself in the same ways. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change. That is so good. We were just listening to um, Ben Stewart's Stewart's message. It's David and Bathsheba. If you have not listened to that message, go listen to that message right now. It is uh, to me the best message I've ever heard on lust. And it is like, Talking about how like David just just the about the, curio- the curiosity mm-hmm. the curiosity and one thing he talks about is like God gave us curiosity like we're gonna have but he was like make sure you're using your curiosity in healthy beautiful ways like at least to innovation curiosity like, at least to innovation. yeah because it leads to innovation so like use your curiosity and like 
play a new game, like start this, like, like use your curiosity in other ways. Because if you're lazy with your curiosity, your curiosity will become, it can become something that actually leads to sin mm-hmm. and not leads to like beautiful innovation. Yeah. Well, you're saying in the sense of like, if you're on your news app and it's like, oh, someone says new swimsuit line, you're like, oh, whatever. And you're like, oh, what are, what are our new swimsuits like? And then it's like, click. Then it's like, oh, interesting. Inter- like, so it's like that idea of like, yeah. don't even let yourself like, yeah get curious with something that you know that you shouldn't be yeah you know letting yourself go the room and i think like one thing you do a lot is like if we're watching a show and then something's about to get inappropriate and you know you literally get on your phone like you hide your eyes like you don't look and um i think like i remember being in a high school relationship and a guy like got on their phone and i was like bothered because i was like oh can you not handle like what why did you do that like that made me feel weird that they were like because then it made me feel like they were thinking something like inappropriate but to me like now with a mature mindset when you do that it makes me feel so loved and so protected and honored because you're like i'm not gonna look at that because i'm projecting my heart my Mm -hmm. mind my eyes because they're for you and you're so right like that sin is like justified to so many people because they're like well, I mean, I'm just gonna look. I mean, people are attractive, so period. But it's like, no, and you said this to me, like, I'm captivated by you. Mm-hmm. You hold my attention. And part of you holding my attention is me practically turning away from things that are trying to grab my attention. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that is something that like people don't think that they have the control over, but you do, right. you mm-hmm. know? Some people just like feel like, well, they're just falling subject to the culture, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, you don't have to, like, but you have to fight. You have to be intentional about that. It's living above reproach. Are you looking at me like that? Look at you like what? <laughs> I'm smiling at you. Oh, yeah, so cute. You play it back, let's see what I was looking at. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what I was, lo- was, see how I was looking at you. It was cute, it was just how you get to take it. Sweet. Man, no, that is a good conversation, though, because I do think, like, and maybe y'all can talk about this because, and we weren't planning on going here, but I actually think this is a good topic, especially when it comes to us. Y'all talk about in y'all's Bible study group, like, it was like every week, not just the test thing. You used to say every week, the, the conversation would be like, I'm trying to quit pornography. I'm trying not to lust. I'm trying not to like, do all these things. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, at some point after saying that week after week after week, y'all were like, okay, but are we actually gonna quit? Mm-hmm. So what does that look like for a man to be like, okay, obviously we all struggle with this. I mean, you talked about being in a group of people recently and it's like, who else has struggled with pornography? Every person that stood up. I mean, that's obviously a problem. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's a huge thing to, I mean, it's obviously such a common thing to have lustful thoughts and lustful desires and all that stuff, but how do you actually like take hold of something like that? I think a lot of it starts with like, <clears throat> cause for everyone it's different, right? Like you got to find the common denominator. So like for someone it can be, you know, late at night before they go to bed, like not being on their phone or for some person, like when they go to the bathroom, like don't take your phone, like, or, you know, what what I never did in college. I appreciate sure, Do you do the Kevin, Kevin and I mm-hmm. college? So like having browsers to where like it actually restricts you from like looking up stuff, like having conversations of like more than just, oh, yeah, I'm struggling with that. It, but it's been like, okay, like in what situations do you let yourself go there? Or like, why is that? Like if you or walk into class and then if you, you know, you know you're gonna be walking by this person every day of class, like, and that provokes a thought, then, you know, try to find a new way to walk. Like all these practical things like that, that you end up having conversations about. So I think it just goes deeper than like, yeah, I'm struggling with it, but being like, 
okay, well, why are you struggling with it? In what situations do you let yourself go there? And you know, how do you not get lazy with it? It's good. Yeah, for sure. And I think that I just want to say this, especially with younger people, like your fight with lust does not end when you get married. Mm-hmm. You know, like if anything, it's it can increase because yeah. enemy wants your eyes to be anywhere except your spouse. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're having conflict, things like that. Things yeah. are getting hard. Yeah. The enemy just like, oh well, you'll feel better if you look somewhere else. You know. Yeah. So that's just something that you really have to be on guard for. It's so true. Um, but I think you know, I guess it's with any sin, but especially with lust, you know, it's it's easy to be like. Okay, what's what's better? Is Jesus better, or is this feeling that this might give me to look at this mm-hmm. thing or to do this thing? Um, yeah. Is really the temptation that I feel like it boils down to. You have to make that decision. Like, That's okay, because this is te- this is lying to me and telling me that it's going to fulfill me yeah. or make me yeah. feel a certain way. But yeah. it's really Jesus that can yeah. satisfy That's me and, and my yeah. wife. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a fight. But having people that can yeah. hold you accountable and call you higher is essential as well. It's yeah. so good. I love that you said that. And we've hit, hinted at that um, for a couple different things in this conversation of, you know, that doesn't just get better when you get married. You know, uh, sometimes it even multiplies. Sometimes it's harder. Sometimes, and that's for different things, not just yeah. that. But um, there is a question here, and I love how it was phrased. And it says, everyone talks about how everything changes whenever you get married. But what are some things that don't change? Well, that's so good and so true. Because I think for having a baby, so many people said that, like, your whole life is gonna change get ready like everything changes and a lot of people are scared to have a baby because they're like everything in my life is gonna change and i have to say there's a lot of things in our life that did not change when we had a baby like we actually i think are still the same people that we were before i think we're better versions of ourselves for sure um we still have friends over we still travel like we still actually get to do things you know and so that's not actually always necessarily true that everything changes when you get married or everything changes when you have a baby a lot changes but not everything and i think some people have this idea that like all their problems are going to change when they get married like people always say like they think like, oh, they have problems whenever they're dating. We, we should get engaged. That'll help. Mm-hmm. No, no, that will not help. <laughs> no. That will not help oh, not. problems. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're going to get married or let's have a baby. Like, that will help bond us. No, don't do that. Like, that's not <laughs> yeah. a good. You can bond a lot of other ways. Like, that. Well, that that's going to actually challenge you yeah. so much in your relationship. And so for y'all, what are some things that you feel like or have you seen that, you know, you thought, this might have changed when we got married, but have actually still been the same in some ways. I think the big one is, bad. yeah, like the the things you struggle with. Like you're still going to struggle with the same things when you get married. That does not change at all. And I think, you know, like whether that's a sin struggle or that's like even the things about you that you like that you or you don't like that you want to change, like mm-hmm. personality, like all of that stays the same. It doesn't, marriage doesn't come in and make all those things better. Yeah. It actually makes them harder because it's like, okay, now it's no longer like secret to me. It's Mm -hmm. now way more publicized. Parker sees it all the time. It's like, I can't hide that anymore. And it, you know, when you're by yourself, it's easier to make it more secretive. It's easier to just be like, oh, well, this is just me. It's who I am. But then when someone steps in your life and they're like, actually, that's not how you should be. Like, that's Mm -hmm. actually a product of sin. You're faced with the decision of like, are you going to change? Or are you going to stay in that sin? Yeah. And that 
makes it harder. Like, that's what's a mm-hmm. hard thing about marriage. But, mm-hmm. like, those things don't change. Yeah. It doesn't just, like, get swept away the, sa- yeah. the same this day you say I do. That's yeah. so true. I think a big one for girls is, like, um, the jealousy they have towards other girls mm-hmm. or, like, their insecurity. And they think, like, well, when I have a ring on my finger, I won't care at all. And that's not true. I think that, you know, you have to really find that contentment in your own heart before with the Lord and really, you know, decide in your relationship with God that you trust God enough to trust this person mm-hmm. enough to be in relationship with them and not worry about you know other people are being jealous because I remember my parents talk about that a lot how when they first got married my dad was like so jealous he was such a jealous person of my mom and um not of my mom but like for my mm-hmm. mom like if other mm-hmm. guys looked at her whatever and like you might think like oh when they got married I mean she's married to him like yeah. she loves him blah blah, yeah. blah. you can tell yourself that all day long but when you have this deep like lie or belief inside of you mm-hmm. like that doesn't change and someone mm-hmm. has a ring on their finger like that changes when you decide to let the Lord heal that in your own heart mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. there are a lot of things I think you know if you think anything other than God is going to heal a That's sin right. in your life it's just not going to happen yeah. you know only God can take that only God can redeem that yeah. and make that that better yeah that's such a good point my baby's over there yawning wake up Man, t- wake up the that church is alive point. that was a good point just because I'm yawning does not mean I'm not interested wake up I think there's oh a lot of fun gosh. things that are stay the same like it's, I think yeah. for me like um, well, I thought when I got married, like I wouldn't have time to do the things that I enjoy. Yeah. You know, but I, I still do. Like I like to hunt. I like music. I like all these different things. And I thought that when I got married, I would just have to like go to work and come home and be with my wife, you know? <laughs> which is awesome. I know, yeah. but that's just how I saw a lot yeah. of older people yeah. do life when I was younger. But it's, the thing I say the same is I get to still do the things that I love to do, but yeah. it's even better because I get to share it with her. Yeah. And she encourages me in the things that I love to do. And so I think that's really important when you're looking yeah. for somebody to be with is that they're going to encourage you and yeah. spur you on to the things you actually enjoy to do, just yeah. like y'all yeah. do so well. Yeah. That's a good point. And uh, but I yeah, agree. It's, it's fun. I do think life gets better. I do think. I think that, you know, a lot of what we're saying to you is, you know, marriage is a serious thing. You know, marriage is a serious thing and it takes intentionality and it it takes God being in the center of mm-hmm. it so that you can be the best versions of yourself for each other. But it's also such a beautiful, fun thing yeah. too. It is. I mean, doing life with your best friend really is just a heck of a way mm-hmm. to do life. Doing life with someone that God has put in your life to lead your family is something that you just can find so much security and love in. Mm-hmm. And, um, Man, just having a companion. I think marriage is a beautiful thing, and mm-hmm. as a for a culture that um, does not value marriage, it is very sad to see. Mm-hmm. Because I think marriage is one of the greatest gifts that God has given mm-hmm. us, as well as having children. You know, I think a lot of people think when you have kids, you know, your life is over. When we had our daughter, I think uh, in some ways our life began. You know, mm-hmm. and in so many ways, it made us who we are, and yeah. it's been the greatest gift that's ever happened to us. So much so that we wanted another one, and we're like, let's have another baby, and. <laughs> You know, we want more because yeah. it's just like been the greatest thing. Seeing y'all love our daughter is like the best thing. Honey was saying bye to Freddie last night, and it was like she was saying bye to her best friend. She said bye bye with this little wave and a little kiss. kiss. It bye was bye. so cute. She said, See you later, bestie. Um, so I mean, these things yeah. in life that God gave us and that God designed, marriage, family, are such beautiful yeah. things and the enemy is 100% going to be after them mm-hmm. and after your heart in them but if you just follow the Lord's leading on those things if you're intentional about um, following 
his voice, letting people around you help you get to a healthy place in marriage, a healthy place um, to start a family. Like you're going to be blessed beyond belief. There's mm -hmm. so much fruit in that. And then at the same time, if you're single and you desire that and it's just not the time yet, rest in the place that God has you. God has you there for a reason. Singleness is a beautiful thing too. Paul said, hey, it's better that you stay single. I think it's the best way to live. That's what Paul said, you know, and then other people, obviously Adam and Eve, they're naked and feel no shame. Like what a beautiful thing. So there's beautiful things to both things. There's beautiful things to all things that God creates. And so being content in your season, one thing that we've talked about is like when you get um, discontent, man, it messes up so many things, but being able to be content with where you're at mm -hmm. uh, just brings so much fruit and so much blessing. So Parker and Freddie, thanks for being on the podcast. This yes. is so good. Y'all are going to have so to come fun. back. Um, and thank y'all for listening. Um, send it to your boyfriend. Send it to your <laughs> husband. Send it to your girlfriend, your spouse, uh, just all your friends. Maybe you're walking through life with right now and you, you, know, you desire for that community to be stronger and helping you with some serious things. Maybe this is a great episode to send to them and uh, make your community stronger. We love you guys and we will see you in Wednesday. I'll see you Wednesday. Well, that's good. See you. Bye-bye.